Hey guys, this is the Damage Control Podcast, and I'm Anthony Angelillo. And I'm Melinda Grimaldi. Are you ready for our next episode? Let's get down to business. What's going on, guys? Anthony Angelillo, branch manager with the TAG team, powered by Paramount Residential Mortgage Group over here in the Sunshine State of Florida. Uh, in Miami Shores, CEO, founder of Tag Team Nation Marketing Company, and also co-host of this wonderful series called Damage Control with two lovely ladies right now. I am looking forward to today's episode. We were lucky enough to see Tessa at YPN, and she is a guru when it comes to marketing and Instagram, and you guys are going to learn a lot of stuff today, man. So I got my notepad ready. I'm gonna yes. Yes. But introduce yourself. What's going on? Hi, everyone. Melinda Grimaldi, real estate and title attorney, co-host of Damage Control, and excited for March Marketing Madness. And so when we thought about who we wanted to have on the show, um, of course, we were we were highly recommended by a few people to have Tessa on the show. And then we got to meet her in person a few weeks ago. So it was an, a natural fit for real estate and marketing. Um, she does a lot of cool things. Um, you're an active realtor, right? As well as having a real estate marketing company. So please introduce yourself a little bit further. Give us some more details about what you do and how you do it. And then we'll get into the, the, the details of the show. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'll give you kind of the cliff notes version, but my summary of my journey into real estate and marketing is honestly tells you a lot as to why I teach the way I do and the things that we talk about. So when I first got started in real estate, I had just moved down to Arizona from Oregon and I actually um, was working like 18,000 jobs and going to ASU at the same time and sleeping a whole one hour a night. <laughs> and when I wasn't sleeping in my spare time that I didn't have, I would watch HGTV. Flipper Flop was like my favorite show. And I would watch replays of it whenever I got the opportunity to. And I was like, oh gosh, I really want to do that. That looks so amazing to go and flip houses. And so being the kind of nerd that I was, I had always practiced, um, like growing up, I played around with making slideshows instead of hanging out with friends or going to parties. I was like a wizard at PowerPoint. Um, and so I put together this PowerPoint presentation and pitched it to a friend of a friend of a friend who had a bit of money to see if he would be interested in being our first investor. Uh, and I had prepared so much for that moment and I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden he said, yes. And I was like, Okay, well, I hadn't thought about what would happen if you said yes. <laughs> so had to learn very quickly, got into residential uh, flipping. So I did 23 properties that first year. I was 18 years old in college. I had no money to my name. So it was all about how we could continue to roll that over and drive it forward. And during that journey, I was documenting every single thing that I could on Facebook. This was 2013. So I was like, I think they had just started doing live face, Facebook Live. So I was going live on Facebook all the time. I was documenting everything. Uh, and then, of course, as Instagram grew more and more, I was sharing things on stories. I remember when stories were first introduced. Um, and I was just sharing that journey. And naturally, you start to magnetize people who have that same kind of energy and excitement for what you're doing. Um, and so that transitioned into building a residential resale team as well, built a large team of agents at our peak. We had 26 agents. Uh, we were the official real estate partner of the NBA's Phoenix Suns, and we're able to really make a strong impact here in our local market, which is Arizona, Scottsdale area, uh, all because of showing the journey on social media. And so through that, I run digital marketing agency today, and we focus on working with agents. 
and teaching them uh, this same kind of thing. Agents, investors, brokerages, whether it's on building your brand or really leveraging lead generation, but it all comes back to that original principle that I built my business on, which was documenting the journey and really building uh, your corner of the internet. I always say that social media is your own reality TV show and you get to kind of craft it exactly how you want. So that's the beauty of it is that we get to establish that. these massive relationships and drive this story forward through social media. Social media is your own reality TV show. Right. That's I, that's the quote that. for the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. And you know what? It's true. I, there's something people love about reality TV and I feel like the more I document about my life, the more engagement I get, you know, in the DMs or wherever that may be. So um, it could be about, you know, some people are like, don't always post about what you eat or about your kids or like, it's really just a little bit of everything, right? A little bit about yourself and people get to know you that way. It's amazing because during the last year of quarantine, like that's all we really had was, was media, yeah different ways of, of media, right? So I'm now meeting people for the first time and we know who each other are just because of social media and not be, we never met before. So it's really a powerful tool if you use it correctly. Yeah, I was just, I was just gonna say that's one of my favorite things to like compliments or comments to receive. So 2019, 2020, well, start of 2020, I was always speaking at different conferences. 2019, I think I was in a different city like almost every week at different real estate conferences and marketing workshops and masterminds. And that was my favorite piece of feedback to receive is every time I would get off stage, I would have people that would come up to me and say, wow, you're exactly as you are online. You're just the way I thought you would be. And to me, that shows me that I'm doing exactly what I've been trying to do online is I'm allowing people to get to know me and to build that relationship virtually with me. And it does so much to break down the walls uh, if you think about it in terms of clients, right? In real estate, we always hear that term, the like, know, and trust. But that's the beauty of social media is without even knowing it and sometimes without even intentionally doing it, we're establishing that like, know, and trust to the point where I connect with somebody in real life and they already feel like they can talk to me like we've been friends for years. That's so good. I think that also uh, allows for you to be more approachable, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I know for myself being a lawyer, sometimes that can make me less approachable. So um, get talking about my lunch and my morning routine and my makeup that I'm wearing today and my kids, in addition to the deals that I close and everything else, it definitely, I've, I realized makes me more approachable and, and allows people to, um, to connect with me in different ways. So Relatable. You, you use that. Relatable. Yes. You use, you use it, use it as a tool to like compensate for whatever kind of things you have. I think probably for you too, people, people think you're like really intense. Right. But I think when you, when you post about different things, I think that definitely um, breaks down that that uh, assumption that people might have right off the bat if they met you for, for the first time, maybe in a different way. Yeah, it humanizes you a lot. It definitely does make you more approachable and, and it allows for connection in other areas. Like I think it opens up channels for communication when I'm posting, you know, my workout or what I got at the coffee shop that morning or something, people are able to engage with that. I've I literally have people, there was a time I was drinking this one Starbucks drink and I would post the menu or the picture of the little label of what that order was. I would post it on my story when I pick it up. And I started getting people that follow me from all over that would go and order this same drink and take a photo of it and tag me in it on social media. 
And naturally I started to gain even followers from it because I started to just get tagged by all of these people that I had never talked to before. And now you're able to start conversation with them. And you know, whether that turns into business or not, you're cultivating a community of people and you're building this loyal tribe that really does come with you, no matter what you're doing, selling houses or selling ice cubes. You could, you could have people that'll join you on the journey. I love that. And so what we're talking about right now, it has a lot to do with the story aspect of Instagram. So let's, let's break that down a little bit. Um, I know a lot of people are always concerned or they're really worried about what they're going to post, but I think sometimes people get stuck on that and just being like, you know, in the stories is really where the connections are made. At least I feel so what for those of the people that are watching either live or, or later on, can you go through and talk about like the purpose of a post and the purpose of a story? Yes. Oh, I love this topic. Um, one of the things that I always try to focus on is my Instagram feed. And, and a lot of the stuff I talk about, I love Instagram. I think it's one of the most powerful tools, especially for people in real estate, but so many of those principles are transferable to other platforms as well. It's the same kind of basics and fundamentals that you can take platform to platform. But for Instagram, I shoot for my feed posts to be something, of course, one that's evergreen. So I don't want to be posting an open house that's only relevant for that weekend, because then when somebody comes to my page a month from now and they see an open house that was a month ago, it does absolutely nothing for them. They're getting nothing of value from that post. So I make sure that everything I'm sharing on my feed is evergreen. It's always going to be relevant. Or if somebody were to come look at it a month, a year, 10 years from now, they would still be able to get something from it whether it's seeing what the market was like, it's learning more about me and how I operate my business. It's a story or case study of a result that I drove for a client. Um, And then I also wanna make sure that I always operate my feed posts off of three E's. So it's gonna be entertainment, education, or emotion. Those are the three E's that I try to structure my content around. Education is pretty pretty much a given. We wanna be adding value as much as we can. I lead with that giver's game mentality. Um, entertainment, people love entertainment. Everybody wants to laugh, whether it's, uh, you know, kind of a polarizing comment, maybe it's a meme. There's things that we see that are so funny uh, and that entertain us in one way or another. People gravitate towards that naturally. And finally is emotion, whether that's sharing, you know, somebody feeling so elated because they finally got the property that they've been dreaming of. Maybe it is uh, excitement because they are done having to battle this crazy inventory market. Maybe it's fear around they don't know how to navigate their first property purchase and I'm helping them through that. So kind of sharing those emotions is what I can structure that feed content around. Uh, And then my stories is just as we were talking about is the stuff I want people to know that this is who I am, that that I walk the walk, I talk the talk, this is how I show up. And when you meet me in person, you choose to work with me, you're going to get that exact version. So I use my stories more so to allow people to peek behind the scenes and to kind of connect with me as a human. So I'm sharing the other elements of myself uh, and who I am and how I do what I do. So that we're able to kind of open channels for connection and communication. And like you said, break down those barriers. Like I have the worst dad jokes of all time. And I just kind of make horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible jokes all the time. And so I throw that on my story so that people can laugh and see how kind of dorky it is, but it breaks down those walls and it allows more connection for sure. I love that. Let, um, me, let me ask you a question here. So educational, all right, entertainment emotional. If I'm a new agent right now, what type of content should I post on all three of them? Can you give us an example? 
Yeah. So one of my favorite things for emotion-based content, and so maybe you're a new agent, a great story would be, and I don't mean Instagram story, I mean a great post, so piece of content would be sharing the story as to why you got into real estate. What motivated you to get into real estate? Was it a career change that was driving you to, to find additional streams of income? Maybe you're really, really passionate about helping people create their own property. Maybe you were homeless at some point. So you're really connected to this feeling of building a house or a home. Uh, maybe it was your own personal real estate journey. You purchased a house and you either had a great agent that made it super easy and helpful for you. And so you wanted to do that for others, or maybe you had a bad experience and you wanted to help people avoid that process too. So sharing some kind of story as to why you got into real estate and tapping into an emotion there could be an awesome way to drive that content. Um, entertainment. I always think this is fun to show people a bit behind the scenes. Like I'm sure most people are familiar with the Instagram account, um, the broke agent. It's the meme real estate account. It's my good friend, Eric Simon. Dude, he is so funny. It's like, <laughs> I seriously die laughing at those posts, but all of us love them. I even have tons of my friends when I share one of those posts who are so not in real estate and still find it hilarious. So that kind of thing could be a great example of entertainment. It doesn't have to be a meme, but it could be a video simply where you're showing people uh, behind the scenes of listing photos, or you are kind of making a couple jokes about what you do during an open house when nobody's coming in. You're like doing curls with some lock boxes or something like just have a little bit of fun with it and allow your personality to shine. And with that being said, don't be something that you're not. If that's not how you operate, then, then connect it to what makes sense for you. But also, if you are that jokester and you like to have fun, you don't need to be all suited up and, and acting super proper just because you think that's this mold that you have to fit into. I think it's about letting your true authentic self kind of shine through. Um, and then the education piece is... I think this one's often overlooked in real estate, but we see these things being in and around the industry. Terminology makes sense. We see charts and graphs and market updates and we're like, okay, yeah, we get that. But I oftentimes see that kind of content just thrown up on social media, but to a general consumer, they have no idea what that really means for them. So I encourage agents to always ask themselves that question. When I'm creating content, especially if I'm sharing some facts uh, or some figures or some numbers, I want to make sure that there's a piece of that content, whether it's in my caption or in a video, where I'm answering the consumer question of, well, what does that mean for me? So I'm going to share, okay, here's three things that are updates about the market here in Scottsdale. What does that mean for you? Oh, it probably means that your house may have appreciated this much or that you could see these kind of returns or that this would be a great time to sell or to, to buy in this area. So that you're answering the question and actually taking it a step further so they can apply it to their real life situation. Awesome. Sense. Do awesome. you have, uh, do you have uh, separate accounts? I know you have your Tessa Bella account. That's for your, it, it's very clearly real estate marketing. Do you have a separate one for your, your like real estate business? So I actually sold my real estate team. Um, okay. I ran it previously with a partner. So now I focus primarily on uh, the marketing side. But to answer a question that kind of I imagine would follow that up about agents having one or two accounts, I always think that it's so important to keep things under one umbrella as long as possible. Um, whether you are, it's your personal account and you talk about real estate because people want to know who you are. They don't care too much. You've probably seen the real estate accounts where you just have 
you know, your new listings and you get 10 likes on it, not a whole lot of people connecting and engaging with it versus your personal account, people are way more connected to you. So I encourage agents typically to try and keep it under kind of one umbrella as long as possible. I feel like makes the most sense and it obviously alleviates some of that workload as well. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. You, you said, you mentioned that at YPN too, having it bleed into your personal or just having one. Because mm -hmm. um, I have two and, and the engagement is, is nothing compared to my personal. So that's, that's interesting you said that. Yeah. And right. I think there's, there's time and place where it can make sense to break them off. Like when we did have the large team, 26 agents, I did have a team account where it's highlighting people. I'd have our agents come on and talk about themselves, but I still tried to drive the content with more of that personal connectivity and really sharing content that allowed someone to like hear more of a story. I think that's the biggest thing is they're just, I mean, we see it happen time and time again, posting a, the front of a house that says just sold. It doesn't do a lot for somebody. It doesn't really make them feel, oh, cool. You can sell my house or anything. Instead, we could talk about like a, a situation that someone ran into, why their house has been sitting on the market, what I came in and marketed differently to help them sell it and the result that we got. So I'm telling it more in like a case study kind of style versus just saying, oh, sold. Cause that doesn't elicit really any reaction. So you're essentially painting the picture for the consumer through your yeah. storytelling. You okay. do that a lot. You and, and you do that a lot, with, especially like bringing in the client testimonial part into the story. Yeah, telling yeah. Those are true stories. Those are, those are, that's the real life content that people want to hear. That's what started damage control. You know what I mean? It's, that's, that's the concept is the raw material and the raw content uh, that, that we should be sharing to consumers. What's the best post that you've ever had engagement on? I'm curious. Um, okay, there's actually one, this was on our real estate account back in the day and it was a whole, it turned into a whole series actually. And it was a uh, top pizza place in Phoenix. And so no we created really? this whole like kind of competition around it, trying all these different pizza places. I then was able to, so my brain just runs with stuff. Okay. So that post starts getting a lot of engagement. I made friends with the uh, manager and the owner of this place. And we put together a whole little deal that people could come in. And uh, our team name was couple of agents at the time. So they could come in and say couple of agents and they would get a discount um, and they would get like 20% off or something. I would go and work out of this pizza place. Like I would just pop up my laptop and sit in there all the time. And I'd invite people to come and sit with me. Um, so I turned it into this whole thing and then I would create guides. I had a PDF that was like the best pizza places in the Valley. And so I'd have it separated by city. I would include open houses around the pizza places. Like I turned it uh -huh. into this whole thing. Uh, and we had so many people that connected and engaged with it. And it was also starting to condition people to reach out to us for other things. So I would start getting DMs being like, Hey, we're coming to town or, Hey, we just moved here and we're looking for um, you know, a cool coffee shop in this area, do you have any recommendations? And I mean, you just became that digital mayor that so many people strive to be. You've, you've established yourself as the person that people connect to and reach out to whenever they need something. You need a landscaper, I've got you. You need somebody to tip a cow in the middle of the night, I could probably find somebody. It's like <laughs> establishing yourself as that person that they can come to whenever they need something. And as real estate agents, that's a goal, right? We want to right. be known as the person they come to for anything, really. I love that. I love that. That's so awesome. when you're when you're doing your posts, 
I see, I mean, I try to do this as much as I can and I've gotten, uh, I'm more, I'm more um, intentional on it now is it making most of the pictures be a picture of yourself because that's really where the most engagement is. So do you have anything you want to share on that? Cause I know not everybody likes to always do that. Yeah, I think definitely a part of it is um, finding what you're comfortable with. Like to me, it naturally has kind of evolved that way. Uh, and yeah, posts with your face in it get a lot more engagement or a person in general, even if it's like a stock photo, but it's somebody in front of a house or in a kitchen or something, it's going to get a lot more engagement to have a human in the photo. Um, but people who kind of are sh shy of doing that or scared of doing it, I encourage you to get on a video uh, and break through that fear. I used to be, believe it or not, like petrified of getting on video, which is funny because now I spend 90% of my day in front of some sort of camera at some point, but I used to hate it. Like the camera would turn on and I would just freeze deer in the headlights, no idea what to say. And so my theory has always been throw yourself in the deep end. And I made this commitment to do a 30 day live challenge um, and this, I think was in maybe like 2016, 2017. And I went live on Facebook every single day for 30 days. And sometimes I would have like a total structure and I'd talk about common questions for first time buyers or something. Some days I was on for maybe 30 to 60 seconds. And I was just kind of giving an update of what happened with my day. But the point was I was showing up and I actually ended up in that 30 day span uh, I generated and closed, generated a lot more, but I closed eight transactions from the people who found me through those live videos. Wow. Now, of course, it wow. wasn't about 30 days, but as a result of that 30 day live, and a lot of the feedback was less about the content I was sharing on those live videos and more about the commitment and consistency to showing up every day. I had one client, his name is Trevor, who literally said, I chose to work with you over his brother who's in real estate here as well because I saw you consistently showing up every single day. And I knew that if you could do that when nobody was watching or when, you know, three people were tuning into a live video that you would be like the best, most dedicated agent because you would show up and do what you needed to do every day. And like that kind of feedback was crazy. That's kind of what I was thinking in my mind, but to hear somebody say it without being prompted was pretty, pretty cool. So it really solidified that for me. And then it made getting on video much easier. So yes, getting on video, doing a photo, something like that is going to always get more connection. And they just got to get in the arena, jump in the deep end. Right? Just gotta do it. So yeah. we, did a, we did a challenge, a hundred day challenge, uh, 10 calls a day. And one of the agents is already under contract. They're like, it's just repeat, 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 10 calls a day, 10 calls a day. And obviously their pipeline now is filling up. So it's the consistency. That's all it is, is the consistency. Your 30 days of video streaming obviously caught a big engagement. Mm -hmm. And eight transactions, that's that's impressive, man. Yeah. That's very impressive. That is. I love that. But that, that, that could be our next challenge that we do. We joined. <laughs> you know, everyone's thinking, oh my God, I got to go on video now. Holy <laughs> get, re get ready, guys. We're coming for the video. It's good though because it breaks down that feeling of like that every video has to have a super big topic behind it. Yeah, you can literally it. just show up and kind of just be on there and like summarize your day or talk about a showing or tell a funny story or something. Uh, and it just kind of like humanizes the whole process, makes it that much easier. It, didn't you say at YPN, I think you said this, that you were in a hoodie and you had 
you had most likes and, and, and you were like, what the hell is this? How is, how are people engaging me if I'm all not dolled up or whatever the case is? I think that way. I think people think that way in general, that you have to look all fancy and, and clean cut and shaved to go on video. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. Some of my like best engaged Instagram stories, some of my posts on Instagram where I'm like totally not done up at all. I'm in a hoodie or my hair's falling off my head. Uh, people engage with that and they connect with it because it humanizes you. It's again, breaking down those walls. And it, it's the reality, especially after 2020, most people know what it looks like to see yourself in Zoom attire where the bottom half is full pajama and the top half is like kind <laughs> of a, a collared shirt, but that's about as good as we're going to get. And like having fun with that, it's relatable for people. Uh, and at the end of the day, obviously knowing your clientele and your niche and stuff, but it makes it relatable. And that's, what's kind of fun for people too. So a question from the audience, do you yeah. post different info from Facebook, uh, and Instagram or are they connected and they just filter through? Yeah, that is a great, great question. I typically, I'm all about efficiency. Uh, I plan content out for like a month at a time. I love to backstop things so that I can make sure I always have stuff prepared. So yes, I typically am having things just syndicate directly to Facebook. Um, but what I want to say about that as well is there's, I always like to use the example of this. If you had a hundred people in your audience, I want to know that at any given time I could pull 10 of those people and they would at least be able to give me like a high level understanding of the type of content I share and what I'm all about. So until you have the confidence that your audience knows enough about your message and your mission, then you're not sharing it enough. So don't be afraid to repeat, recycle, and regurgitate messages and content that you've already shared and kind of repurpose it. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're just copy and pasting the exact thing across everywhere and anywhere. You can kind of repurpose it. I can maybe take this one post I did on Instagram and turn that into three reels and post it on my Facebook page and tweet a little clip of it and post something on LinkedIn and put a video out later on on IGTV, but it's all that same exact topic. And I'm able to just continue to kind of break it down. So Tom tomorrow we're talking about repurposing content. Right, uh, right. So right. That's, that's, a, that's a whole other, <laughs> a whole other thing. But when you plan a month ahead, obviously, it, 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 you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for you know, content for what, 30 days, 60 days, like how much content are you, are you repurposing? Yeah, I so think, I, I think why I ask that is I guarantee if I were to ask anyone in the audience, they're they're doing it on the daily and it's procrastination, right? And so they're not consistent about it. So if they miss a day, then now they're now they're not going to uh, post content. How long, like how much content do you repurpose? I'm curious. Yeah, no, that's great. That's actually that was like one of my original claim to fame keynotes. And when I was speaking, I was always talking about. 30 pieces of content in a day was my creation method. And that was exactly because I think every agent can admit that they know they need to be on social media, but so many of them either avoid it altogether or they do these crazy little sprints where you attend a workshop like this and you're like, oh my gosh, cool, we're gonna do it. They're so excited. I'm gonna post 18 times today and then tomorrow I'm burnt out and I'm not gonna post for another <laughs> month. It's yeah. either that or you go to post and next thing you know, you just wasted an hour trying to get your hashtags right, your photo and your caption. And that's not something that drives the needle forward in your business. So I thought, okay, I wanna be effective and efficient with this. 
I want to make sure that my message is really driving people to take action. And I want to make sure that I am being as effective with my time. So I break it down and I actually have a mixture of, uh, and I work off of five elements of myself and my business. So three of those things are completely related to me and my personal life or my interests and hobbies. And two of them are directly rated, related to my business. And now naturally, I personally have kind of I have just a flow because I've been doing this for so long, but we do done for you management with clients. And that's exactly how we structure it as well is we have those five pillars of content and three of them are more personal. Two of them are directly business related. Sometimes there's some overlap and then I just break it down and I create three to five pieces of content for each of those pillars. And now when I'm creating that content, here's the other thing that's great is you're creating a backlog. So when you're going through your day, if you have something that comes up that's relevant and in the moment and you were able to snap a photo or a video as you're going through your day, you can, of course, post that. You don't have to throw it at the back of the queue and then post it a month or two months from now. But it's allowing you to stay consistent because that's the most important thing on social media. Even if consistent to you right now is showing up twice a week, that's better than showing up for a week and then not showing up for a month again. Uh, so consistency wins a hundred percent of the time. And I always tell people to start from where you are with what you have. If you're starting from zero and you're not showing up anywhere at all right now, set these goals for yourself of showing up twice a week, three times a week, whatever it is, and build on it until that becomes habitual. So set those, set those numbers for yourself, backlog the content so that you know, you can stick to it for 60 to 90 days and then just continue to kind of show up. And it does become a habit. It becomes so second nature at that point. So, I think like one thing that helped me a lot um, is emulating somebody I liked mm -hmm. uh, and knew. So like I, I like, I liked her style and then I just watched how she did it. And I did it my way, um, but I just kind of got inspired by that. Like she's documented, you know, Bethany. So I, she kind of taught me how to be in my stories. I'm, I'm not going to, I would tell this all the time. Like three years ago, I met her. I'm like, oh, she's always there. And she's talking about what she's doing. I'm like, let me try this. Right. And that's kind of how I just started to do that for myself in my own way. We're different, same industry, different, different roles, but I, I kind of started doing that. And that's when I started to really, um, get benefit from social media is when I did it in that way. And really I think, I think, I think everyone has, I, I feel like everyone has a stigma that they have to create content. Well, I don't know what to create. I take content. Like if I read an article on like, I don't know, the pressure's on, I read an article that, you know, pressure in business, right? Business is anything at that point. So I basically take that information. I extract all the highlights and I put it into the content that's relevant to real estate or lending, right? And, and it's it's real life content, content. So, but it takes time to do that. And we just did two pieces and that's gonna go in the back of the line for next month. So what Tessa is saying guys is that it's a race, it's a marathon. You're not gonna do a sprint and, and, and you know run 13 miles and, and, and not train for it. Your ass needs to consistently do a little bit every single day. And that's, this is, these are all, I mean, I got two pages of notes so far. Let's keep going. You know, you know what's crazy is speaking of the stories and posting on social media, I had a friend who like took a hiatus for about a month. And so I I called her. I'm like, I feel like I haven't spoken to you. Like, what are you doing? I, I don't know what's going on. And, and it's because she wasn't on social media because we still talked a couple times a week, but like I didn't have that, that like day to day 
<laughs> like, what is she doing? You know, and that's what you can do um, with social media and the benefit of that. So that's cool. I have a question for you. Uh, this is one that I want to know is how much of your pictures are professionally done and how often are you getting professional content? Because I'm always like, I need more pictures that I never have time. And how, how often do you plan it out? Yeah. So actually, uh, and this is, believe it or not, majority of my content is all created on an iPhone and most of it is created in Instagram. Uh, like even people always ask, oh, what are the best apps for like creating stories or editing stuff? Almost everything I do is fully in Instagram because again, I hate wasting time and all these other apps and like templates and stuff, it can be cool and fun, but you're taking yourself away from the real message, which is just getting the content out there. So most of my stuff is on Instagram. That being said, um, every now and then I'll do like a content day. So whether I pair up with some other agents or other people in my market, or I do work with a photographer from time to time, I'll go and just batch a ton of content in a day. I'll bring like 10 outfits and I'll change my shirt like 10 times. We'll go to a couple different locations or I'll, um, or I'll try to do it while I'm doing an open house or previewing a property and just snap a couple of photos in a couple different locations. It's again, one of those things you just condition yourself to kind of like every time you're uh, next time you're out to dinner or something and there's a cool venue that you're at snapping a couple different photos so that you have pieces to use time and time again. Um, and a lot of my stuff is from like a batched content day and then I use it over the next year or so that I'm using those images. Love it. I know. I'm due for some fresh, some fresh pics. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't have, I, I, I have stock images. I got to do that. I'm, I'm definitely weak on that side of it. So interesting that's Very another thing uh i know melinda you were just talking about like emulating some of the people that you like is that's a good way too it's looking at photos and images and poses and stuff like that like i save people's posts sometimes when i see something that i'm like oh that's awesome they're just sitting at a coffee shop or something but it's kind of an image i wouldn't have thought of maybe they have their laptop and a coffee and they're just sitting there like looking but it's i save right. that kind of stuff for some inspiration for sure or even like a message that somebody has right? That the message itself, like that's something I would say, you'll say it in your own way, but that's kind of like something I would say. So I'll screenshot it. I remember to go into it later. And the reality is your, your content in the, like the little mini posts that you're doing, doesn't necessarily have to be exactly what your yeah. picture is. Yeah. Right. Can you like elaborate on that? Because even I sometimes get stuck in that, but if you, if you don't mind. That's great. Yeah. That's most of the time mine probably aren't and sometimes people comment about that but like first of all sorry <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um but that's the reason that i make sure that my uh initial line that first like headline of my post is very clear on what i'm talking about so i i structure it just like a blog post essentially i treat my content like micro blogs so that first line of my caption is going to tell you exactly what you're going to get from that post for the most part. And it's kind of a uh, clickbait in a way, and it makes you want to read the remainder of that post. So maybe I'm doing a mini training, or maybe I'm saying the three reasons why Arizona is the hottest market for Airbnbs, or maybe I'm talking about how to best market yourself on social media. That's going to be my main line. So whether it's a photo or a video or something like that, then, then people will know what they're getting. I do oftentimes try to add a little bit of text to my uh, image if it's a message I really want. Like you'll see on my account, there's sometimes I'll put 
a keyword. So I'll have an image and then it says like consistency. And my whole post is about consistency and why that's so important in your business and your life. Um, or if I like really don't have an image to go with it, then I'll just do a quick video. I'll do like a reel or something like that so that it does tie in a little bit. But it's also, I like to document my life and that's how I'm able to do it. I love it. Yeah, I have it open. That's where I'm getting some of my questions from. <laughs> I have it on the other screen. So if you see me looking this way, it's because I'm stalking <laughs> you on this side. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, Anthony, I think you had a question. Yeah. So, so real estate agent knew I am, let's just say, and I'm creating content. I feel like I want you to explain how agents and lenders, everybody on social media, that monetizing social media doesn't come overnight. The way you're going to monetize it is by producing the content and keeping up your consistency. When did you start seeing the fruits of your labor of having, you know, your following and, and obviously, you know, um, making money, you know, making money is the name of the game, right? So, so did you see a lot of engagement with uh, the, the interaction that you had with your, your posts? Yeah, I would say um, I started just looking at it as a way to duplicate my daily actions beyond the time that I was out in the world. So that's exactly how I treated it as I was like, okay, well, my day's kind of over. I'm home. I'm wrapping up for the day, but now I can still continue to use the next two hours or so to network with people virtually, whether that's other agents in other markets and I can build my referral network, or maybe it's people who follow me and who've engaged and liked my posts from that day or something like that. Um, as far as as soon as I saw it, it definitely does take consistency. I've seen some of our clients experience that in that first 90 days if you stay consistent to it. Um, but I look at it more as an extension of my efforts in other areas of my business. I don't rely on organic social media to be the main driver, even though it does tend to typically be one of my biggest lead sources in everything that I do. Um, it's it's also giving me data of knowing where to put my efforts if I was to do paid advertising. Now yep. that I've been doing organic marketing, I see the kind of posts that people like to engage with. I see the types of people who are engaging with my content, the people who've been sending me messages. So if I'm gonna go out and run ads on Facebook or invest money into like investing into lead generation, now I actually already have previous data that tells me where I should put those ad dollars so that I'm most effective with my budget. So it does a lot for you in that sense as well. So are you doing paid ads on YouTube and Facebook or no? Are you just driving it organically? Almost every, so in 2018, I personally closed 33 million in sales on my personal side, not for the team. And every single one of those leads came organically through social media. I was not doing any paid advertising. Now today in my business, I do run ads and things like that. It's more on the marketing side. We do that for, for agents. Um, but I like preach the power of organic social media. If you stay consistent, you have a good message, then you can drive so many leads into your business and attract people also that you really want to work with people that yeah. have the intent and people that like gravitate towards your style and that probably fit into the niche of people that you enjoy working with. Yes. A couple years ago, I realized the majority of the agents I truly enjoy to work with are a lot like me. 
<laughs> so, you know, in one way or another, right? So there's something you connect with, whether whether it's like they're a mom or they're they're like a certain demographic of age, or I realize the ones that like to hang out on Instagram versus Facebook are usually the ones that I end up clicking with more. Uh, little things like that, right? Or the ones that um, like to cook. If you like to cook, we usually end up clicking on, like I made relationships just on food. Right? I made relationships just with people just because we have kids the same age. So um, it, by sh showing yourself, you end up connecting people that have that same uh, interest, similarities, whatever. And then you start to build relationships that way. So um, don't be shy of showing who you really are, right? <laughs> or showing what you're eating. Or <laughs> showing what you're eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. People are like, you don't really cook that, do you? I'm like, yeah, I do. That's me. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what they where they think it comes from, but um, yeah. So, anyway. No, I had a caterer. <laughs> yeah, I, I had it catered. Yeah. All staged. <laughs> so okay. Um, so you mentioned something about the your headlines. They're like mini micro blogs. So um, if someone is just getting into it, do you suggest that they go all in with these little mini kind of? motivational kind of you know what I'm talking about I, I like they're like mini micro blogs they really are when you start yeah. getting into it. I would say like my content I, that's my style I'm a talker I love to chat so my content is naturally a lot longer form than most people's needs to be or will be so I don't think you need to like push yourself to do that if it's not there but one of the ways I teach people to create awesome content is to use resources like Keeping Current Matters is that real estate blog. It's like a paid platform or they just have their free blog. I literally will tell people to go and pull up that free blog, Keeping Current Matters. And they, they have all of these different um, topics. Like they just had a great article on forbearance and how it's gonna affect our market. And it's like, it has a good headline. It's got this whole article. And then it wraps up with what that like main takeaways or something. Go read one of those articles, summarize that in your own words, or even give the key takeaways from an article like that, and then wrap it up with, again, what does that mean for your clients? What does that mean for your audience? And now you just have your posts. It's that easy. You don't have to like come up with these wild life-changing ideas. You can get inspiration from a lot of these very credible sources. Now, of course, if you're taking their stuff, you definitely want to like reference credit people them. if you're using and credit them if you're using their exact words. But it can also be a great uh, way to start more conversation. Let's say I take that article, that forbearance article, and I write a post about it. So my headline is going to be similar to their headline because obviously it captured my attention. I then summarize it in like a little short paragraph. And then I, I talk about what that means for my audience. And I say, hey, this is from an awesome article on Keeping Current Matters. If you want to read the full thing, shoot me a message or drop a comment down below. And a lot of times people will be interested to read the full article and they'll shoot you a message. And now you've just, again, started a conversation with somebody. So it can be that simple of driving more engagement and using resources that are already created for you. I love that. What about quotes? I know a lot of people use quotes in different ways, whether it's just the image or whether it's their like uh, the, the headline or, you know, the theme of a post. So how have you used it? Do you use it? Uh, how do you suggest it be used? Yeah, I would say here's, here's kind of a general rule of thumb that I like to operate by with content. 
And that's that frequency without relevance is simply annoyance. So if you're just posting a quote just to post something that day, it's not really going to drive a whole lot for your audience. And it can potentially begin to annoy the people who follow you because it's not relevant to them. So I think if you're sharing a quote, it should have something that ties back to maybe why you run your business that way. Uh, a, a situation or an experience. Again, going back to kind of those three E's. Is there something that quote can teach them and educate them on? Could it entertain them? Maybe there's some humor in it. Or is it going to elicit an emotion? I can tie that quote to a story of some kind. Uh, otherwise, it's sort of filler content. I think from time to time it makes sense, but it's not really giving them much of a direct result from consuming that content. So I try to make sure that it's always something relevant so that I'm not just starting to kind of repel people from paying attention to what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Filler content. <laughs> it's the crap is what it really is. It's, it's true, man. I'm, I'm taking all these notes. Um, let me ask you this question. What about, what about videos? Like how many videos do you post? Like what's the normal ratio that a real estate agent should post video content? I mean, I think videos should be majority of what you share. Videos are so freaking powerful. Um, I myself could do better at posting more videos. It just sometimes I'm on the road a lot and I have to admit, I get picky about how my hair looks. I know I shouldn't, but I do. Um, <laughs> so video content is amazing. I would say if you're going to do like, it should maybe be 30% of your content is videos. And that could be an Instagram reel. If you are not doing Instagram reels right now, that's super powerful. I don't have reels. <gasps> what do you mean? It's I don't have an it. option. I don't have it accessible to me. I've heard a couple people say that, which is very weird. I know that Instagram rolls out features sort of like in cohorts. So they group different kinds of people together and they roll out these different features and stuff at different times. So I do have it. Like, I was going to say, what? How do you not have it? No, listen, I just realized how to get it in my phone. And I think I, I figured it out a little hack now. So I got to I gotta get to this. Yes. Really um, that. That's such a fun, quick, and easy way to get, get a little video up there. Get ready, people. <laughs> the reels are going to start. I checked like maybe a month ago and I didn't have it, or maybe I just wasn't looking properly, but now I got it. So it's going, it's going down. Love it. It's going down. So how um, many bills do you do a day? A or day? A week. A week. <laughs> I mean, no, but I mean, like maybe. I see here every, every three, every third post or so is, is, is like a reel or a video. I'm like, yeah, I usually shoot for that. Cause for me, my feed posts, I'm typically only posting about three times in my Instagram feed. I'm just super active on my stories. But again, like it goes back to relevance. If you have relevant content to share every single day, then by all means, share every single day. But because my content, the way I deliver it is in those long form style posts. And like, it's typically really heavy uh, on the education. So if you watch any of my videos, a lot of the videos on there are like 15 minute IGTVs. And I'm literally training you on like how to create content or how to do X, Y, Z. They're full blown like trainings. Um, that kind of stuff, I don't have to share every single day. I can share something right. like that and it's going to be valuable. So I shoot more for that, but yeah, I would say general rule of thumb, probably every third post. So maybe like once a week, I'm doing a reel or an IGTV or video of some kind. I love it. I, what I really love about IGTV is that you, when you share it, it plays. 
mm-hmm. in this story. I know. Yeah. Part of that that is a, that is something that I like. So I try not to just do a video. And now that I have reels, reels plays in the story too, right? Mm-hmm. So it just it's a it's a nicer function to be able to share mm-hmm. because I don't know about you guys, but when you get on social media, what's the first thing you do? Stories. At least me. I go to I I click through my stories first before I scroll. Same. I don't I don't even scroll, man. I I just I do stories. Scrolling for me is is just tedious. It takes too long. <clears throat> I'm either I'm either on my stories or I'm on my explore page. I spend a lot of time on my explore page, and that's where they push your reels out to. So right now they're still trying to drive a lot of traffic to Instagram reels because it's a newer feature and they're trying to battle TikTok. So that's where they feature different people's reels that are like your following or the people that you follow's following. And so that's how you can kind of, it's a good way to grow and get a lot of exposure really quickly. Yeah, that, that's what I was hearing on Clubhouse is that the algorithms right now and TikTok are not capped. They're, they're just trying to grow it. And so with Reels as well, it, it, it hits up all of your sphere and your, your, the people that you're trying to do business with, which is good for exposure and to monetize your growth. Um, I had something I wanted to ask. Damn, I totally lost my train of thought. Shit. So for those people who are maybe uh, greener in social media or haven't done reels yet, can you explain what reels is? Yeah. Reels is just like Instagram's version of TikTok. So it's very short format videos. You can either do 15 seconds or 60 seconds and you can like edit it quickly so that it clips between things. I'm sure you've seen kind of TikToks that they can be a little bit choppy. You can add some text on it pretty easily. I have to say the first t- or first reel I ever made, it was like a little bit of a learning curve, but I would say it's easier to learn than TikTok uh, for me, at least. I've tried to make a TikTok and I'm like, I don't even understand. <laughs> I, 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 I filmed somebody's work. TikTok and I was like, this is so much work for a little video. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it really is. So reels is pretty simple. You just start it, stop it, or you can run it consistently the whole time. And then you can add some text and little emojis and stuff. Uh, or just throw it up as is and just kind of have fun with it. Can you pre-record a video then upload it into Reels? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So guys, and you could, there's so many other like cool ways, like people, you know, people ask me, how do you make your tomato sauce? I'm like, that is, could be a cool little reel right there. Uh-huh. 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 Exactly. But like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to always be you in the front, right? It could be something that you're working on. It could be something that you're like uh, setting up your, your open house or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to always be such a, like, you know, you yeah, know, it doesn't always have to be your face at all. In fact, a lot of times, some of the like best engaged Instagram <laughs> stories and reels and things like that is people love to see the behind the scenes, like get some behind the scenes of your photographer shooting your listing photos or launching the drone up into the sky or something like that. People like that kind of thing. Why do you think reality TV is so popular? It's because it's kind of behind the scenes or so we think of people's lives and we get to kind of see what's going on and the drama and all that kind of stuff. So have a little bit of fun with showing that kind of stuff too in real estate, I think is cool. For sure, for sure. Uh, beginner question here in the chat. What is the difference between reels and IGTV? Yeah. IGTV is going to be longer format content. You don't have like those starts and stops, which I guess you don't have to in reels, but, uh, IGTV is anything over a minute. So reels is 15 minutes to, um, or I mean, sorry, 15 seconds to 60 seconds when it's over a minute. Uh, it has to be an IGTV. So then you're going to have IGTVs can be between, um, a minute, like over a minute long up to 15 minutes actually is the longest, I believe some creators, I just got 
ability to do a full hour IGTV, which I would literally never do, but it's something I could now do. So <laughs> I think that uh, Instagram really shoots to create their version of all these social platforms. So IGTV is their way of sort of um, competing with like a YouTube as they want longer form video there. I, Reels is their version of TikTok. It's all of these same kind of things. They're not trying to create a version of Clubhouse even. Really? Yeah, I heard that. I heard yeah. that. <clears throat> Interesting. Well, I love that. Um, guys, we have a few more minutes, five more minutes. So if you have questions, um, you could throw them in the chat. In the meantime, in the meantime, yeah, check on Facebook because we're live streaming too. In the meantime, do you have like the one golden nugget that you wish someone would have told you earlier about social media in general? I would just say to get the heck out of your own way. Stop thinking that you have to have it all perfect before you start showing up. Just start doing it. Guess what? First of all, worst case scenario, you could always delete it if it's that bad, but chances are it's never that bad. And you're just starting to get yourself more comfortable with it. I have a video. I have videos on my uh, like Facebook page and on my uh, Instagram even. My first ever like videos and stuff on Instagram, I have like a hundred views and it is so cringy. The video quality is like rainy. I think I, I think at one point the text comes over my face and it's just like stuck on my face the whole time. Like they're so bad, but I leave it up because that's a part of the journey. And honestly, to me, I love looking back at it and seeing, you know what? That was awful. I never would have bought anything from that chick, but at the time it was great. <laughs> and I got people that engaged with it and connected with it and that followed me because of it. So uh, know that it's all a part of your journey. Get out of your own way and just start taking massive action now because the more action that you take, the more you're driving yourself towards the results that you, you know, require that you really desire for yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing is uh, we get in our own ways of thinking that we maybe don't deserve the, the desires that we have, but every single thing you want is already there and ready for you. You just have to get ready to receive it, start showing up as that person. So stop letting the fear take the driver's seat would probably be the biggest thing. I always thought I had to have it figured out before I showed up and that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Stop. Um, like getting to that perfection is that like, it has to be like this. Oh, I, I skipped a word or I should have said it like that. Um, I'm a big believer in like a one take wonder. Like I just, I'll do it once. I don't even want to hear it again. Unless yeah. I really fumbled on my words or like had one of those, you know, brain farts where I like totally stopped speaking I'm yeah. not going to retape re it or retake the picture because it's like, it's never going to get that much better. So just go with it, you know? I'm just like, uh, first figure it out later. Just let's go. Keep going, going, going. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, but you said fear is the taking the driver's seat. I, I think that's with a lot of people in general, not, not necessarily with agents. Um, and then, you know, two years goes by and they're like, shit, I wish I, I wish I did this sooner. Some of the content that I have a decade ago is still up on social media and YouTube. And I get so many people saying that was you. I'm like, yeah, man, that was me. That's a decade ago. It, it's yeah. real it's content that still to this day drives in our business. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I love it. I love it. So look, guys, we're wrapping up our hour. I want to take this opportunity to thank you again so much for joining us today. Um, I took my notes. I have a few things. I'm going to up my game. I'm going to get in reels. I'm going to put headlines on my yeah. captions because I think I should be doing that since I kind of have a similar like mini, mini blog on most, not all of them, 
but on, on some of my stuff. So I, I like that concept. Um, you know, so I took my notes. I hope you guys took your notes. I hope you guys take a few little nuggets from today and actually implement. We don't do these shows for you to watch and then go do on the same things yeah. you're always doing, right? We do these shows for you guys to pick up a nugget or two and implement them in your day. Um, yes, the damage control is always recorded. So if you didn't catch it live, catch it on the replay. If you have questions, um, let us know. If they want to find you, Tessa Bella, how do they find you? The best place to connect with me is right on Instagram. It's Tessa Bella with two A's. So T-E-S-S-A-A-B-E-L-L-A-A. -A -A. Um, and that's honestly the best place to connect with me. You can shoot me a message. It's always me that responds to things. It's not a virtual assistant or anything. That's my real time that I prioritize getting back to people there. So that's the best place. Awesome. And I know you have some trainings and some challenges yourself. Do you want to go? We have like a couple minutes. Do you want to just go yeah. and explain what you got cooking? Yeah, see. our latest challenge actually just um, closed enrollment, but we'll be opening up another one soon. So if you shoot me a message on Instagram, I have this free little like uh, lead generation mini course. I just send it to whoever wants it. So send it to us and we'll send it to our subscribers. How about Perfect. that? And then yeah. we'll send you like whoever's interested, get us a link okay. or whatever. So they can share, we could share it easy with everybody. Um, this way they could have that. I love that. Um, Good stuff. So there's, there's her Instagram was put in the chat. It's Tessa with two S's, two A's, Bella, two L's, two A's. Um, look her up and uh, she's a great person to, to emulate and follow and, and get awesome. some tips from. And she's always sharing really good content about social media. So if you haven't already followed her, please do. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Amazing energy. Awesome yes. content. Appreciate it. You guys for having me. Sorry about the time change. Who would have it's okay. We made it. You know, today in life, when life goes hard, you gotta go harder. We yeah, switched the time. <laughs> I negotiated a, a like last minute closing table deal. Like it's like one of those days today. It's gonna go hard. I'm gonna go all the way today hard. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. Awesome. Bye. Bye.